Can you lift your hands to God and say, Lord, I want to see your face this morning. I want to touch strength from your throne. Christ is thy might and thy strength. Jesus, be honored in this place above everything and everyone else. Energize strength into our mortal bodies. We have come to renew grace before you. We have come boldly before the throne where there is opportunity to be re-energized again. Your hands lifted and you're talking to God and say, Lord, you are the path, you are the price. You are the road, you are the end. You are the beginning, the author and finisher of our faith. Lord, it's all about you this morning and I'm looking up to you to strengthen me from the weaknesses and battles of this life that pull me down every time and want to crush your work in my heart. Give strength to me this morning. We have come before the throne of grace to run the race. Father, release your strength this morning. Release your strength this morning across this building. And everyone who will listen to your word from the recordings, oh God, let grace be released by the power of your word. Let hearts be strengthened to quicken again. Every condemned and guilty soul receives strength from God this morning. Thank you, Father. Can we lift our hands as I pray? Father, thank you. This morning, we submit to you as the all in all. It's not about any man. It's about the King of glory. We thank you for seeing us through the year under an atmosphere of grace and genuine word of God. We thank you that you are bringing us to the end of the year, but not the end of our years. Lord, we thank you because there is still so much ahead you want to do with us. But you want to quicken and re-energize us again. Father, this morning, every strong heart, every stony heart, let it melt under the unction of your word. Let there be release of your strength and grace into the hearts of your people to serve you, to follow you, and to be agents of transformation. Standing against the attacks of the enemy every day. Blessed be your name, Heavenly Father. We give you glory. We honor you. You said if I be lifted up, you would draw men to yourself. We lift you high this morning. Draw men to yourself. Blessed be your name, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. I think we are still starting. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. I thank God for this privilege again. Um, God is so gracious to us. This morning... Um, to be speaking on the topic, pressing to the very end. Now we've read Matthew chapter 24, but I'll be doing that, this teaching with a cross-referencing to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. So if you're with your Bibles, can you open 1 Corinthians chapter 9? In the course of the year, we've been 
dealing with the issue of pressing, press to the mark which we have seen Christ as the mark, the goal, the very one we are desiring to be like. And I will just be sharing few thoughts with us this morning. Just few lessons that um, I have learned as I just also desire to press to the end. And um, I want you to just please try to follow. There's so much I want to say and I have not all the time. So I want you to please try to follow me. I will try to also calm down so that even our children can go home with the lesson. First Corinthians 9 verse 24. Do you not know that they which run in a race run all? But only one receives the prize. So run in such a way that you will obtain the prize. And every man that strives for mastery, every man that runs in a race, is temperate in all things. Now they do it to get a crown. A corruptible crown, but we, an incorruptible crown. I therefore so run, not as uncertainty. Now, this is always my problem with um, King James. Very good version, but it gives us it gives us a background, but we will not only stay with it. Um. So fight I, not as one that beats the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be disqualified. Now King James says, be a castaway, but at NIV, I think it says, I should be what? Disqualified for the prize. Now, I will just share like two preambles, which still forms a bulk of the message, and two points that can help us to press. There are two things that I want to just introduce that can help you Press to the end. Now, when we talk of the end, the end is first at the time Christ will come to sort everything out. The world will be consumed with fire. Everything you see on this earth will be brought down. Everything. Everything you have labored, some of them will be brought down before Christ comes was driving through Gui one day, and a house one man built several years ago, is dead and his children felt they needed money and they sold it. Immediately they sold it, the first thing the person came to do was to bring it down. 
And I knew that man must have built it with so much architectural design and people were packing garbage and going away. So even before Christ comes, many things will be brought down. But when he comes, everything will be finished. That will be the final end. But even before that, every one of us will be ending one by one. We have raised a church where people are so afraid to end. And that is why we are so less impactful with our lives. So the first thing I want to do this morning is to tell you that you will end. Did you hear me? Can you help me tell your neighbor you will end? Now, I don't know if that sinks into your spirit before I move on, but unfortunately, we have people who love life and don't know that life is measured out to people. Psalm 39 verse 4. Somebody, can you please read it for me? This life that you have and that has been given to you is not everlasting. It has a duration. It has a start date and it has a stop date. Even if people are praying and they are shouting like Rehard Bonke has reached his stop date and he has ended. Any crusade he wanted to do and say, ah, I plan to travel to this place, he cannot do it again. End. Yes, my dear, oh, my dear friend, okay? Psalm 39 verse 4. Lord, make me to know my end. Lord, make me to know my end. What is the measure of my days? And what is the measure? That I may know how frail I am. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Did you hear the prayer of the psalmist? When last did you ask God? To show you the quantity of years you are born. And what is left. Every man that appears on earth as a small child. Heaven measures out in a cup or a measuring mudu. Eh? One penta. There are some of us that have one penta of life. Some people son are two. The truth is that it can never be equal. Never. Some of us will end. We'll be praying for you. be shouting and be saying, God, you must not die, but you will die. Now, this is not a kind of message to preach when the year is ending. How can you tell people that they will die? But you see, that's the problem. You know, I was reading about Peter the other day. How could a man be arrested? His brother was killed two days ago, a few days ago. He was arrested, put inside a prison. He knew he would be killed in the morning and he was sleeping. It is people that were doing night vigil for him. He must have said, Father, 
Um, so now let us thy servant depart in peace. I've tried. I can't kill myself. I have tried. This foolish man wants to kill me. So I will meet with you in heaven. But why? I sleep in death. Let me first sleep in life. He's going to be killed the next day. And he was sleeping. They lived consciously with the reminder that they are not everlasting. They will not be in that business forever. They will not be in that office forever. They will not be priests forever. They will not be vicars forever. Why? You know, and when you look at Jesus, Paul, all of those people, they lived consciously, consciously, deliberately every day with the fact that night comes. My night is coming when no man shall walk. And so Jesus said, I must do the work of him that sent me. Now that it is day, when last did you pray the prayer of the psalmist and say, Father, show me the measure, the measure of my days. Show me the quantity of life you are going to allow me to live. When I was 25 years, I was in orientation camp. I was in NYSC. Hey. So I took a retreat. I think it was a three days retreat. I was fasting and praying. The first question I said, God, so if I live another life I have lived like this, I will be 50. These years that I have burnt, if I just live it again, and I pray that they say, Father, show me how fleeting is my life. Who told me I will even live till 50? A man who will press to the end has his eyes on the end. Every day he wakes up, he knows I am one day down. Every time he celebrates his birthday, it is not a time to frivolously cast pictures on Facebook. It's a time for him to remember one year bond. One year closer to the grave. As people are sending you text messages, remember that I am drawing nearer to my end. We need believers who are telling themselves, see, I am not going to be on earth forever. I'm not going to be young forever. I won't have all the time to sing in the choir forever. I won't have all the time to visit people forever. I won't have all the time to go around and do all I have to do. Time is against me. I'm running against a stopwatch. And one day, you will hear, Pim! is ended. Whether you like it or not, your own case is closed. Where you will be, whether you go to, <laughs> I don't want to get into that. Whether it's this one or that one, or, but for this life, Ended. Now, until, let me tell you something. When you end, you have ended. There's nothing you can do again. You can't come and be in women fellowship again. You can't be a children teacher again. You can't be anything again. It has finished for you. Your chapter is closed. You can't sing. Your voice has ended. Everything about your marriage has ended. Everything you can do. I used to tell my wife, I say, see, this marriage, 
We don't have eternity to run it. We don't know how many years God will keep us together. Let's enjoy it every day we see it. Because I don't know where. She said, don't talk like this. <laughs> you, will not, you will die. You will, you will die first. I said, <laughs> you will, okay, no, you will not die first. I will go and leave you with all. I said, who will go first? It's not really the matter, but we will all go. So suddenly I know that even these children who are growing in my hands, time will come, even on earth, that my relationship with them will end. They will stroll back and say, Daddy, I just have this Christmas, but I'm running down to Portacore. I just passed by. And you people should stay now. Every time my dad is calling me, are you people not coming for Christmas? Are you people not? That level of sonship has what? Has ended. That's the first thing. Paul lived with that consciousness. I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. What is left for me? There is a day coming when God will give me a crown. I have finished. I am going. To die is gain. I want to leave people and get out of this dirty world. Look at all the way our roads. It's especially Nigeria can, can make you think of heaven more than some other countries. I've not gone there. But the way everybody's running there, I say there's, there's something like we in Nigeria should be hungry for heaven <laughs> more than other places. Am I correct? Those of you who have traveled, am I correct? The country is so challenging that you must reach the end present. <laughs> now let me leave that point because it's taking my time. First Peter 5 verse 4. When you go back, you read it. Paul was speaking to the elders. He said, the elders, shepherd the flock. Do this, do this. Because when the chief shepherd shall appear, you will not be a shepherd forever. A time will come, they will collect your shepherd because the chief shepherd has come. I thank God for all our fathers. And you see them, they are trying to do all they can do because they know that it is only on earth they can be venerable. When the end comes, everybody is no, you can't be venerable there. There's a chief venerable over everybody. The chief bishop. That time all of us will take level. And you will now be rewarded. Giving the price for what you did with the venerable that men put on you. Or with the canon that men, God will ask, what did you do with that? We lifted you high so that you can make more impact. What did you do with it? The second point I want to share, I will begin with a story. When I was on campus in 300 level particularly, we had this course that we wrote. That was our first basic electrical electronics course. So we had been reading and reading and reading for the exam. And we got into the exam hall. And so we started writing. We were writing. All of us were writing. All of us were writing. Suddenly I discovered that I was not, I wasn't getting my answer straight. I was writing, I will cancel, I will write, I will rewrite, I will jump to another question and start it. How many of you have had that kind of experience in an exam? Thank you very much. So you are with me. I will write, 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 write. Now I will lift up my head and look at my classmates. They will just be writing and smiling. Hey, they look so relaxed. Suddenly, one and a half hours into the exam, one of my, our friends and my brother in our fellowship, he stood up 
I thought he was looking for extra sheet. He said he's going to submit. I said, yeah. I checked my time. I said, what? I continue writing, writing. At the end, the lecturer said, time up. Time up. Everybody submit. So we all submitted our exam and we came out. You know when you come out of our exam, what did you get in number? Those are questions you can be answering for three, four pages of exam questions. What did you get in number? Everybody's answer was different from my own. I went back that day. I was so sad. I was so sad. I looked at all my classmates. I was, I was saying, Nami, Nami, no sabi something pass. The result came out. Now, that was in 111 engineering. It's more, it's much more, you do general engineering and all of that. All of us were just scoring and moving. Or 300 level, especially in our department, they will size you. When the result came out, we were very few, but I got an A. Now, I, I think it must have been a miracle. <laughs> That's what I was saying there. One of my friends asked me, how did the apple? I say it's grace. But now down the line, I understand that it's not just grace. And I learned a very serious lesson. That when you are going for an exam or doing anything, you don't allow your classmates to mark you. Your performance at the end is not going to be marked by your classmate who sat with the same exam with you because he does not have the marking scheme. He himself is what? Is a student. The extent to which he is good is the extent to which he has the answers close to the marking scheme. Am I correct? So when you see a student who has been consistently scoring A, not like my own miracle A, you will go and align with him so that as you check and read with him, you may also be coming closer to an AO. Am I correct? And the Spirit of God said to me, Do not think that at the end, you will be measured by all these people you are measuring yourself with. Actually, the way the Bible said it, they that compare themselves with themselves, they are what? They are foolish. So as I press, I must be careful not to take my alignment by the people who, now and also in life, every one of us has been given different question papers. If it was the same question paper, I can run to that the owner and say, that, let me see your own. I saw this is how you are doing it. Let me go and copy it. <laughs> you will reach that day and be disappointed. And that is the challenge. People do not know that what God has assigned me to do is not what God has assigned the other person to do. There are basics but how you will appear at the end. Oh, I didn't tell you that when you get to the end, there are few things that will matter. 
Your bank account will not matter. There are things you have built on it. They will not matter. I will still get to that. When you reach the end. And you can't. Somebody said you can't bribe the examiners. But outside that. The man who you are comparing yourself with. You say, see what this man has. See what this man has done. See where this man is going. See the kind of house he builds. I want my own house to be better than that one. That man is standing on a different question paper. And he's going to answer differently and independently at the end. So, there is a deliberate, and I will end with that. People who reach the end, yes, encourage one another, but don't compete with one another. People who are going to the end, they are not competitive at all. In fact, if you tell me, this person did this, and that is why I should do it, I will not do it. We can encourage one another, we can look at one another and say, ah, hey, how did you do this thing and help me? I think I also need to do that. Yes. But where we are going, the end we are going is very independent. You know God writing to the several churches in Revelation. God came to one church. He said, I know you are weak. I know that there is nothing in you, but there's a crown waiting for you. When we get to heaven, some of the people you clap hands for here on earth, (laughs) when we reach heaven, If they reach at all, you will be shocked. Why don't you settle down and expose your heart to God and say, Lord, all these things you have been teaching us about, can I apply it to my own life? You go to the office. This person, people bring things to the office. And I tell you, that's one bondage you can be under if you, especially if you're a civil servant. You saw this person rub this kind of pancake and you see it's fine on your face. Where did you buy it? He said, I bought it from this, 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 this place. And the next morning you carry and go. You saw this person wearing this kind of hairstyle. He said, ah, whom this is looking good. Oh, and your life is going kata, 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 kata everywhere. And when heaven, we ask you at the end, what did you do with 38 years we gave you? 62 years we gave you. We measured out 62 years and you were crying. God, I don't want to die. Give me more time. And there is nothing to show even for the 62 that you have lived. God has a program for your life. Follow it. God has a design for your own life. Follow it. Don't compare yourselves with others. Don't say, hey, this is what they are doing in that church. Let us start it. It is very, very good. I have discovered, I went around many churches. And I discovered that every last Sunday, they do birthday. They bake cake and do birthday. Everybody will do birthday. I said, where, where did this thing come from? This world is a copy-copy world. And her brother said that the world is just going around. After they redo this one, they'll do another. Very soon now, they'll start, let's do First month of the year. First day of all manner of things that you put your energy into. 
you need to ask yourself, did I just copy it from somebody? How will this help me at the end of my race? Now, back to 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 9. Two things I will share with you. Because Paul was writing to them and saying, in a race, all the runners run. But not everybody gets a prize. <laughs> After last session, they were giving prize giving day in my son's school. And he was angry and came home. He said, Daddy, I didn't get a prize. They didn't give me prize. They gave, they gave this person prize. They, gave, they didn't give me prize. I said, ah, ah. Did they give everybody in the class prize? So when the new session was beginning, I said, this is how, when you decide whether you will collect prize. I knew he didn't understand. <laughs> so, <laughs> When exam came, was still playing. I say hi, <laughs> and that's how many of us are with our own life entirely. You are living like children. I discovered that people who collect prize on convocation day, they decided they will collect a prize on matriculation day. Am I correct? If you are here, you are a best student. Some of us, we were so academically unserious. We just smuggled out of school. <laughs> Please don't be like us. That we write an exam and come and be praying. Father, do something. Do something. Do something. This exam, cause this lecturer is marking it. Let him be sleeping. Let me just pass and go. <laughs> Those kind of exams, the lecturers will be very much awake. <laughs> but I discovered that there are some students who said, this school I have come. I will collect a prize on convocation day. Is anybody, I don't, not that you are proud, but you graduated as a best student in your set or something. Anybody here? Okay, thank you very much, sir. When did you decide? Was it in final year? You said, hey, oh, please borrow me your lesson notes. Borrow me your notes. Hey, this person, bring your notes. Hey, this brother, bring your notes. Hey, Chinos, bring your notes. Hey, bring your mommy, bring your Let us read, let us read. Hey, exam is next tomorrow. Those of us who do that, how do you always pass? You just sneak out of the exam and you pass and say, we have passed, we have passed. Whether they give us distinction or not, no be our headache. We are moving to third MB or fourth MB. We don't do what? Pass. But people who have six distinctions, five distinctions, eight distinctions, they say where they run their own academic program that makes them to get a prize. So Paul was saying, run in such a way that when the mark is ended and they say, bling, 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 everybody time up. You say, yes, there's a crown waiting for me. I have finished. You can die and know that you have finished. You know, I've been saying, God, look at sometimes I'm just running and doing things because I know I don't have all the time to do this one. Let me do it and push it aside. And push to another one. Because I know there's no time. The, the difference between eternity and earth is time. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? When we go to heaven. The only thing that will, be in, that will not be in heaven. Is that clock at the back. If at all you are going to be called to preach, you can just be preaching and preaching and preaching and preaching. And you just say, Kai, um, mommy, come and continue preaching. I don't know whether you preach in heaven. 
But there's no time you will reach and they say, 30 minutes is gone, 30 minutes is gone. Or we are worshipping God, worshipping God. They say, time up, praise and worship, end, time up, time up. We need to move into testimony. No, there's nothing like that in heaven. There's no clock in heaven. It is the eternal. There's no change in heaven. It is only on earth that we have space of time. And I tell you, if you are enjoying something, you know that time is always a problem, is it not? That's how I know heaven will be very sweet. Because anytime you are, you, you are eating a good food, you suddenly begin to discover that the food is changing in size. <laughs> Am I correct? You don't want the food to finish. The only way for the food not to finish is for you not to eat it, is it not? But when you are doing something that you like and is sweet, you just suddenly say, time up, time up, time up, everybody stop. Oh, this sweet thing now, they are, but in heaven, there's no stop. We will just be worshipping and time will not be there. So now that we have time, what must we do? Verse 36. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly. What did other versions say in that verse 26? Help me with it. Verse 26, mommy. King James. Okay, we are all quoting King James. Uncertainly, yes. Any other version? Aimlessly, yes. Dear former. Yes, somebody is reading NLT somewhere, yes. That's NLT. I run with purpose in every step. Any other version? Yes, ma. Yes, ma. I'm seeing the hand. What version is that? Good news. Yes, ma. Please read for us. I, I am running and my eyes is on the finish line straight. If you will end and end well with a prize. The first thing I want to share with you from my heart, brethren. I've said that your eyes must be on the end. But not just that your eyes must be on your end. You must be living purposefully. Hey, this is one of the biggest problems we have. You'd finish from school and you say, I bought a master's form. And if somebody asks you, why? Why did you buy a master's form? You say, hey, if you finish, you continue with master's. <laughs> That's why some of us do master's for plenty years. Amen. <laughs> you say, I just bought visa. Why? He said, hey, all the nurses are going abroad. What am I doing here? Am I also not a nurse? He said, uh-huh. I just bought a car. Why? Did you buy a car? Uh-huh. That's the newest car in town. The ones you have in the house, they are still working. You just saw plenty of money in your account and you just felt, let's end this year with a new car. <laughs> Aimlessly. Let me, even though English people say that aimless is no aim. But I want to tell you that aimless, aimless, is to aim at something that does not have a greater value for eternity. You have aimed for something less. Hey, anything you aim for, and you cannot convert 
have stored some dollars in your domiciliary account. You know that if you make Naira and you want to go to US, what do you do please? You convert it. And if you want to put it in an account, you put it in a domiciliary account. Am I correct? Please teach me now. I don't have dollar yet. But let me know so that when I start having, I will know how to convert it. Anything that you aim at here on earth, and it cannot help you convert something to your heavenly, heavenly literary account. It is aimless. <laughs> aimless. You got an additional certificate. Additional promotion. Increase in salary. You were working so hard. I want to get another job. And you could not tell yourself that if I get another job, heaven will know. Not by my thanksgiving, but by my investment. My deposit into heaven. Heaven will know that something happened though. They say, ah, engineer, this is this. Just got a contract. He just got a contract. I was praying for that contract. And when we answered him, he used the resources and converted it. And we have stored it in his heavenly account. That thing you got is aimless. That business you got is aimless. That marriage. <laughs> if you have not married a marriage that helps you to have more savings in heaven. Hey, you have missed all. So Paul was saying, if you see me taking a step and visiting somebody, it is not for sure. There's something in my heart I'm trying to store in heaven. I am looking at the day of prize giving, the day of convocation, and they'll say, Paul, come, 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 come. You were best in this, you were 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 this, and time to the joy of your Lord. And you just live there and ah, uh-uh. Every day I'm moving around, you see crowns on Paul's head. Some of our heads will be empty. As you end the year, you know what I tell myself? Anytime somebody removes money and gives me, I used to tell myself that I have helped this person to be better positioned in heaven. I have people who give me money. They used to pity me like I'm suffering. I don't know. Sometimes I'll be asking myself, am I suffering? Is it bad to be a missionary? Who give me money. I say, Father, I will also do something that my account in heaven. I say, Tia, some of the people who even come and give you money are people you have more money than. I say, Father, these people will not use my hair to be climbing above me. They are living purposefully. They don't enter the market aimlessly. That's why they don't spend beyond their, their plans. They are purposeful. When you say, ah, there's a new thing in town, won't you come and buy? They say, why? How will this help me? They say, ah, won't you buy a new car? They say, the one I'm using, I think they are still serving me. My wife has one where they are still serving us. They say, no, no, no. Let me tell you, Corolla 2025 is the one that is, if you buy it, and I know you have money, prof. You have money, you can buy this thing. I know you have money. You enter the market, you just buy it. 
And when they are driving it, heaven is looking at you and say, ah, aimless. Why did you take that step? What was your purpose in your heart when you took that step? He said, ah, so that they will say, all my children are schooling abroad. He says, that why? You don't have any record in heaven. Look at how much you spent to send this child to school. You gathered all your savings and you have never closed your account for any project you have been hearing in church. This is how to press. You are not just talking of be born again. No, no, no. This is how to press and when you reach the end, you can call your children and say, children, I can now sleep. I bless all of you. I'm going. I have fought a good fight. I finished. I finished. I have lived full. I'm dying empty. What is the last thing I want to share? So please, don't be fighting. They say we are fighting for land. We are fighting for land in the village. Ask yourself, is this not an aimless battle? When I finish fighting, what will I use this land to do? Now, there are times you fight for lands like Nabot. Because you know that you must entrench something. But there are battles that we fight that are like beating the air. Sometimes you spend so much money, you buy clothes. You buy, do you know what Jesus called this thing? Raiment. Raiment, these things, they will tear all. Even in your very eyes, some you bought two years ago, you are using them to clean your shoe. Why do I invest all my life on that? Your bags are filled with boxes. Your boxes are, you build a big house to accommodate more useless things. When I was parking and relocating to Amsterdam, I saw how load is a load. <laughs> load is a load. <laughs> and we carry and say, no, you have not brought this one. And we go and pack load. I said, Father, I hope I have more load in heaven than all these stupid, some of them we pack them, we caught people, they bought them 2,000, 2,500, some useless money. These were things you bought with treasure. Moth has destroyed it. Aimless. Some of them you borrowed money and you were paying for two, two, two years to buy them. And the thing is dying your eyes. You have not finished paying the money. Finally, what is it? See, if you live this kind of life, <laughs> you will reach the end. Amen? Amen? I don't know whether you plan to end. See, there's nothing in this world than to end gloriously. Even when you are dying on earth, whether it's an untimely one, or a timely one, or a full timely one, when you are dying, even yourself can say, Father, I have lived purposefully. Why are you teaching in that school? Have you asked God, why did I get this job? Why am I doing this business? Why am I here? Why is there so much money in my account when I can eat only 500 naira? Or even if you enter Sheraton or the biggest hotel, 10,000 naira buffet, you will eat and start sitting inside the restaurant before you even go out. When you finish that, boy, you have millions in your account. Have you asked God, why did you make me like this? What is the reason? What is it that I must achieve as I look at my clock timing up? As I look at time going against me? And the last thing I want to share with you, verse 27. 
You see, when I read this, I say, what? Is this one of the greatest secrets of reaching the end gloriously and Christ will tell you welcome. Well done. I can't forget that when our, brother, our uncle came in February. He said there are two words that you must receive from Christ. Welcome and well done. Some of us, we get welcome. Oh yeah, enter, enter, enter. But I want to hear Christ say, well done. I say, God, what did I do? You see, we gave you a house. Your house was a channel of blessing to many. You had a big estate, big house. And every time you would say, I want to go. Remember, I'm coming to you. Say, we have a guest room. Just come and spend time. You had a house. There are many ways to invest for eternity. Oh, plenty. This pulpit is very tiny. We'll soon close now and go home. Begin to save for the end. Amen. Begin to save for the end. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection lest by any means that I didn't even know about when I have finished preaching to others I myself should be disqualified for the prize. Can somebody say God forbid? Hey, after all this shouting, I'm shouting. Everyone will say, hey, who are you? We don't know you. Hey, I can't think about it. Can you help me say God forbid for myself? <laughs> hey! What was Paul saying here? Now let me tell you two secrets. The greatest hindrance to you making it to the end is not external. Many times we think that our problems are external. But Paul was a man of God. The greatest thing that will make you not to enter and receive welcome and well done is inside of you. Is you. Unfortunately, you, you are hard on everybody else. But you pamper you. You pamper you. Say, don't mind them. They are just talking. And they don't understand what I'm going through. Eh? Any man that will reach the end has what I call a hammer. Not for others, but for himself. And that hammer you ask the Holy Spirit to hold it and be helping to be hitting your head. I discovered that as a man grows in life, the extent to which people discipline him reduces. If I came in late to church, I even rushed and came in late. You know what they'll say? Ah, a man of God. Even if I'm saying, ah, I'm sorry, I came to say, no, 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 no problem. I'll be, you even tried, you came. And the other man of God used to come. <laughs> and you know, inside my head, I'll be saying, yes. So I discover that if I don't carry a hammer for myself, I will lose the mark. If you are a boss in the office, how can your colleague come and talk, your, your, your employee come and tell you you are squandering money? Is he in his right senses? The 
higher you go, the more difficult it is to lose the mark. So Paul said, I am the first pastor of myself and I do it with a hammer. Now can we read that from some versions? I'm rounding up now. Can we read that from some versions? You have a different version? Yes sir, daddy. Good news. I harden my body. I harden it with what? Hey, can we all shout with what? I blow myself. Stop thinking like that. And bring it under complete control. I bring myself, not my children, not my disciples or my brothers in the Lord, myself. (laughs) I bring it and say you must be under control. To keep myself from being disqualified. To keep myself. Me. Can you imagine that Paul as great as... Yes, I daddy, read it so that you can see that. To keep myself from being disqualified after having called others to the context. Hey! Hey! You see why? You see why? If there is anything that will make you reach the end, you must leave this place with a hammer for yourself. Tell your brother or sister and they say you need a hammer for yourself. I discover that if somebody starts talking to you, <laughs> many times they don't even know your problem. As you grow in life, you give excuse for yourself. You give reasons why you should you should you should be quarreling with your with your wife. You say for the last one month I have been doing her face. She's not just looking, she will just dress fine, and other people are admiring her outside. Me inside. So me tell I will I will I say hey hey you are not looking at the price. That's why your wife can be a reason for you to mess up. God forbid. Told myself. I don't care who that is. Father, nothing. Nothing will disqualify me. Men who reach the end have a blow, a hammer. One version says, I pummel my body. I beat it. I beat it. I beat it. I tell it, you must pray. You must read the Bible. Everybody say, hey, hey, is that not why? They say, you will not be angry. Hey, they will be annoying. I will tell I say, you will not be angry today. Satan, you have lost the battle. Now, do you know how, what, you know what challenges around comes to do to you? It comes to cause you to lose your guard. Every time I see temptation, I will smile. When I see girls dressing on the road and they are just doing their nails like this, doing their bomber like this, doing like this, I said, I know it's me you came out for. Ha <laughs> ha, I have a hammer. I have made a covenant with my eyes. I will not look lustfully at the maid. Sometimes I will drive and pass. That my body will say, look inside the mirror, look inside the mirror. I say, why? Why? You are going straight. You are going straight and I'll pass. Hey, if you are like me, can I hear an amen? Brothers, you need a hammer. You need a hammer for yourself. Don't say they are dressing naked. That's why we are fornicating. No. If they like, let them start wearing nothing. We will reach the end. I have told myself, I told you, I said, I was telling some, some views, I said, see, fashion has just started. It is going to where you will see girls on the road naked. 
And when they are passing, you say, pass now. I'm running straight with my eyes on the mark. I'm going to the prize. I beat my body. Brethren, sometimes you complain. Ah, venerable is too hard on himself. Look at the kind of guy he's driving. Look at this, this, this. This man is hard. He's hard. He's looking at something. Oh, <laughs> He's looking at something. I'm sorry. He's looking at something. His eyes is somewhere. It is you that don't understand that he's going somewhere. You are soft with yourself. And hard with other people. Church will close. And somebody will sit down here till 3 or 4 o'clock. You don't know that his account in heaven is growing fat. You are saying, let them close now. Let's go and eat rice. The reason you came late is that you were cooking rice. So you missed all the uh, apostles' creed, general confession. And you say, hey, when we come home, are we not going to eat something? This body, this body is your greatest temptation. One brother told us. He said sometimes he will buy a very good food. Very good food. He will keep it. You'll be looking at the food and telling his body, you will not eat this food. We are fasting today. <laughs> we are fasting today. Are you listening to this food? You will not eat it. <laughs> I said, brother, calm down. He said, if I don't do that, I won't get to the end. Are you hard on others? If your staff in your office mistakenly goes out and spends 500 naira, you will say, why did you waste that money? Do you know how we make money here? Yeah? What's the problem with you? But you step into shop right, and because you have your ATM, you fling thousands of naira by the way, and you don't have a hammer. Say, bros, you have spent. Are you seeing this basket? How many things do you need here? You are just eating to end yourself before your end. Every time I enter shop right, I'm looking at people's basket. Many times I don't like carrying baskets. Because I always enter purposefully. If I'm going to Roban to buy bread, I will go with my hand. And buy bread. If you carry baskets, you know one bread is too small for one basket. You will just see reason to buy two or three. So I'll drop their basket and go purposefully. I just pick one low. I say, Madam, pay. She said, I said, pay with ATM. Give me. Say it's only three ATM. I say, collect it. Purposefully. I discipline myself. Let me tell you, discipline is the key that will make you to reach the end. If you are careless with yourself, you give excuse for yourself, you justify why you are doing the wrong thing, and you stand up and say, yes, yes, don't talk to me like that. You people are making things tough for us. Sorry, when you get to heaven, you will be shocked. As I round up this morning, there's a price. And I tell you, you won't, have you been in a price giving day before, and you collected a price? Sometimes when your friend is collecting a price, it is paining you inside. It's paining you. I don't want you to now reach heaven and still be paining you. You see, me and that sister, we were in the same, in the same unit in church. We had opportunity for this investment. And I was wasting it. And Jesus ended by saying, take heed to yourself. It is your responsibility to get yourself to eternity. To get yourself to the end. It is not another pastor's responsibility. Many will come and deceive many. When you get to heaven, God will say, You, didn't I tell you to take heed to yourself? Look at Paul speaking and he said, I myself, I've told myself I will be, I will be, I will be stingy to myself. I will be stingy to myself. 
If I'm trying, I think I've shared this before. I'm trying to help you to know Christ. You are pulling me down. I will leave you to go. Me? I must not be disqualified. Let us pray. There's a prize giving day coming. At least we all know that. There's a day coming. When he shall come to reward his servants. When the bright crowns of rejoicing are won. Then shall the weary but faithful be disciples. All be remembered by what they have done. Heaven doesn't forget. Heaven doesn't miss files. Every good record you have done is a rewarder. It's entering inside your file. God is asking you this morning, how are you preparing for your end? You are just preparing for a new year. You are not preparing for the end of your years. You are not planning for how you will bow out in death. You are not investing for something bigger than your stomach, than your physical body, that they will dress and throw inside the, the ground. That's the body you are struggling to dress up and down. And you don't have anything to wear in heaven. You have not saved for that day. And you give so much excuse why things cannot work for you. How Nigeria is so hard. How everything is so tough. Rather than picking up a hammer and beat yourself down and say you must be subject and be under control to the Holy Ghost. You must listen to what God wants me to do, not what you want. Spirit of God, can you move in our midst this morning and begin to arrest hearts that have struggled with you. Hearts that have been living aimlessly, purposelessly, running without a goal in mind. Father, move in our midst, oh God, and recover such. Now, this is a rededication. You are here this morning and you are looking at your life. Sincerely, it is looking aimless and purposeless. It is looking like there is nothing really I am running for. There is nothing, there is no goal in my head. Paul said we make it our goal to please him. And you want a renewal this morning. Wherever you are, can you just lift your hands while we pray with you. God wants to renew and refresh you. God wants to recharge you and refocus you. You have also been soft on yourself. You have not pummeled yourself. You have not beat your body. And people are saying you are too hard on yourself. Oh, it's because I'm looking for a prize. Boldly, lift it up boldly. I want to pray with you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Those who are still doing shakara, leave them. But if there's somebody, I want to pray with you. Father, you are seeing these hands that are lifted to you. Yes, we have been Christians. We have been following you. But Lord, our lives have little or no purpose. No aim. There's nothing we are looking forward to and say, Lord, this is why I'm living. This is what I'm living for. This is the reason I'm running around and doing everything I'm doing. Lord, this is the reason why I'm not pampering myself. Father, we are crying this morning that you will give us a fresh pursuit for our lives. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This our Lord, your children. And they are redirecting their minds and saying, Father, change my reason for coming to study medicine. There's a greater aim than my pocket.
There's a bigger reason than just my, my prestige. Our family has three doctors. And what would that do when the end is ended? Father, please, you see our sincerity. We are standing before you. Some of us, Lord, have become too big that we can't even stand again. We feel we have outgrown rededicating our lives to you. But Lord, these ones are standing in humility and say, Father, give me a purpose for my life. Give me an aim for my life. Give me a hammer for my life. Give me a personal resolution to keep myself under control. To keep my appetite under control. Lord, that's the cry of my brothers and sisters. I want to give you one minute to make that sincere prayer to God. Open your mouth. That which I hear you say, I will do. We believe in our heart by faith and we confess with our mouths. If you're standing, can you make a prayer to God? God bless you. Yes. Yes. God bless you. Say, Father, redirect my purpose towards the goal. Towards the mark. Towards the prize. Towards the convocation ceremony. Towards the day when bright crowns will be distributed. May I join those brethren who will wear a crown. Oh Lord, help me through this tough world. Give me a, a, a regulator that regulates myself. When I'm getting out of bond and out of board, give me that control knob that says you are going off. That calls me to order and puts me in check. My brother, my wife, my husband may not do it for me, but Lord, give me that hammer to blow myself, to pummel myself. To discipline myself. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you for what you have done in the hearts of my brethren. And every one of us, we ask that it will be permanent. We ask that it will be permanent. Change our direction from today. When people are struggling for things, cause us to shake our head and laugh and walk away and say, Ah, they may not understand what you mean to me. They don't know where I'm going. That's why they are surprised why I'm living the way I'm living. Father, help us and all these my brethren standing. That when the day is ended and you come to receive, to, re- 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 to carry your jewels, we will receive a welcome. We will receive a well done. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. Our venerable, we just pray for you standing. Pray for every one of us. Father, in the name of Jesus, we will run to the end. We will run to obtain. We will receive the prize. We will run purposefully. This day, this season, this period, the remaining days and years of our lives, we will live with purpose in the name of Jesus. Every single day, and I encounter journey, position, place that you allow us to get to this period and days after they will be relevant to heaven and they will touch lives and make impact for eternity in the name of Jesus the things around us we take note that we are running to the end and that we are not distracted and our lives, our bodies our mind, our desires our tastes, our pursuits would be tackled and channeled even towards the things that honor you and that will make us win the prize of the upward calling 
in the name of Jesus Christ. So be it with us. So be it with our people. So be it with our children. So be it with everywhere we go this period. May they take notes that a man, a woman, a father, a mother who runs with a purpose has come in our midst. Who runs with a purpose has come to celebrate this season with us. Who lives with a purpose has come to fulfill the reason for this period on heaven's account. Lord, as we go, equip us with your spirit and empower us with your own style and grace that we may so live and live to obtain the prize. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.